It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Wednesday, July 27th, talking at Pirates baseball today and every week with our Pirates reporter, Adam Barry. Adam, thank you so much for the time, and uh, let's talk about very much a mixed bag last night for one Francisco Liriano. Uh, he made history on two different fronts with uh, one swing, the first pitcher ever to take uh, King Felix deep, Felix Hernandez of the Mariners, and the first Pirates pitcher to ever go yard in interleague play. But ultimately, I got to think that was uh, merely a footnote to the overall performance for uh, Liriano last night. He failed to get through four in what became a 7-4 loss to Seattle at uh, PNC Park. Even more disappointing is the fact, Adam, that he was utterly brilliant in the start before this one, so he kind of did a, a 180 in that department there. Yeah, we all kind of thought that, you know, the 2013-15 to 15 Francisco Liriano was back after that start against the Brewers when he struck out 13, didn't walk anybody. He was in such a good rhythm, uh, in command of everything. He was getting uh, not necessarily ahead in counts 0-1, but, you know, the first three pitches he would be ahead of, of most hitters, which is a good place for him to be because then he can unleash all that nasty off-speed stuff out of the strike zone, and it tends to play better that way uh, when hitters are kind of forced to swing at it. Uh, but that did not happen last night against the Mariners. Uh, it was basically Liriano at his most concerning worst. Uh, you know, uh, he was getting he's falling behind in town. He was generally struggling to, to command anything. And when it was over the plate, it was up. So, you know, hitters were not missing. Fastballs left up over, you know, high in the zone. So it was a really concerning uh, performance from Liriano, especially in light, like you said, of how good he was in his previous start, because now you really, you know, at that point, you can enter the second half and you think, all right, well, at least the Pirates have Garrett Cole back and healthy and Francisco Liriano seemingly back on track. But, you know, if you have Cole back healthy and seemingly productive and Liriano not quite himself, you got a lot of question marks in your rotation as it is. So it, it sort of unsettled things a little bit. Uh, you know, it's certainly not what you're looking for uh, pitching-wise from Liriano. Adam, not to go off course, but I heard sirens in the back. The cops aren't chasing you, are they? No, I'm good. Thanks okay, for good. Asking, though. I, am, I am here. Okay, I didn't know if you were in your white Bronco eluding authorities for whatever reason. Uh, that'd be a podcast for the ages, but I'm, I'm glad that you're on the right side of, of Larry Law here. <laughs> so, good to know. Uh, Adam, back on course. Uh, getting back to Liriano, like you said, a disappointing uh, effort on a Tuesday night. When you look at that start compared to the start against the Brewers where he had the 13 Ks and no walks, but when you really uh, dissect that start against Milwaukee, uh, were the Brewers chasing some bad pitches in that game to help Liriano along, uh, or was he as sharp as that line score indicates and he just could not find his groove or his release point last night for whatever reason? Probably a little bit somewhere in the middle. You know, the Brewers are a pretty swing-happy team. Uh, they they chased a lot, uh, but I, I mean, really, it comes back to what Liriano was doing, and he was, you know, he was throwing strikes against Milwaukee. He was not throwing strikes against Seattle, except for when he was getting hit. 
uh, you know, a lot of extra base hits, a couple of homers uh, and doubles that were hit pretty hard, which just indicates that he's leaving the ball up and, and out over the plate. And it's kind of weird when we asked him, you know, what's the, what's the issue here? And he said the problem in this most recent start was that he felt too good. He felt too strong. And, you know, he said it's something that he's dealt with before in his career. And so you know, I asked, what have you done in the past to sort of battle that issue where you do feel too strong? How can you, you know, fight that? Because some guys say that when they feel too good, they overthrow and they try to, you know, ramp it up at 96 when you could be sitting at 94 miles an hour. And Liriano said that in the past he has, you know, tried to throw uh, extra pitches in between starts or really, you know, stretch out his bullpen sessions or just generally do more work so he's not sore but just not feeling completely, you know, the mythical 100% that no player really ever feels. And so we asked if he had done that before, you know, before this most recent start, and he said he had not. So uh, I hope <laughs> for his sake that he gets back to that after this uh, start and saw that he felt too good and he was thrown too hard. It would certainly make a lot of sense if he were to do that on a regular basis going forward because you don't want to be you know, worn out come September. But if uh, that's the difference between being as effective as he was against Milwaukee and as uh, you know, bad as he was against Seattle, then you would think that would probably be the way to go. You know, just just one day in my life, I want I want to wake up and feel too strong and too good. You know, I hear we hear this a lot from players. All you know, they I too much stuff and you know too muscular, too strong. And like I said, just just one day, <laughs> I want to wake up and feel that way. But I understand what Liriana was saying. Hopefully, he can kind of I don't know break the tie in his third start between uh, very good against Milwaukee and very not so good against uh, Seattle. Uh, bright spot for the Pirates uh, last night, Adam, in that loss to the M's. Uh, Jeff Locke uh, contributing uh, two scoreless innings in relief, his second relief stint of the season after posting an ERA north of 5 and 18 previous starts this year. And I know it's a very small sample size we're talking about here, but the uh, Pirates' bullpen in far better shape right now than the rotation. I think we can all agree on that point in uh, terms of health and production. But nonetheless, what are the chances that Locke can have a, a permanent home in that bullpen for the rest of the season, or at some point, uh, does he kind of get squeezed out of there and back into the rotation? Because again, inconsistency and some health issues right now. Yeah, it's kind of weird how the Pirates pitching staff looks right now. They really only have three starters, you know, as of Wednesday, and that's Tyone, uh, Liriano, and Cole, and then they're carrying nine relievers, including three pitchers who are in their opening day rotation: and Locke, Jonathan Neese, and Juan Nicasio. Obviously, it's not sustainable to have a nine-man bullpen, so that will change uh, potentially as soon as Friday. Uh, but then uh, they don't really need a fifth starter until uh, after the first week of August. So they could get away with an eight-man pen, which gives Jeff Locke potentially more time to, to hold down a spot there. Uh, it ultimately, it probably will come down to either him or Jonathan Neese. You could look at Ryan Vogelsong factoring back into the mix at some point. That could be you know, in the rotation is that that sort of fifth slash spot starter uh, when that turn comes around. But, I mean, it was encouraging to see that for, for Locke, I think, because, you know, just with the, the number of arms the Pirates do have available, uh, especially coming up from the minor leagues, that might be where he's best suited. Uh, you know, he did, we talked about this before, he's had some good starts, he's had some of their best starts this season, but the inconsistency and the short starts is really something they can't quite uh, put up with in their rotation at this point, so... You know, if he can be a multi-inning weapon out of the bullpen, I think that's probably in the best interest of uh, of the Pirates and maybe even Locke going forward uh, in his career. 
Yeah, a lot of Jekyll and Hyde for Mr. Locke this season. Had that brilliant start against the Marlins uh, in Miami, I believe, and then just uh, mm-hmm. blew up against the Rockies when the Pirates had that uh, just insane uh, turnaround, the makeup game in the middle of a, of a homestand. It was uh, just crazy. But uh, nonetheless, I know that, you know, these are all proud athletes and accomplished athletes. And to be told that, you know what, we're taking the ball out of your hands as a starter, right. we're going to send you to the bullpen. That's got to be tough for anybody, but it seems, uh, based on his comments uh, to yourself and to the rest of the media, that Locke is taking this all in stride, and he's just going with the line of, you know what, whatever helps the team. And I know a lot of players say that, but not a lot of players mean it. I get the feeling, though, that he really does mean it. No, I think Jeff has a really good sense of perspective on most things in life, including, you know, his role on the on the pitching staff. He knows, you know, the old thing that I always remember hearing James Shields say, if you don't like it, pitch better. Uh, and Locke. At times, did pitch better, but I think he realized, uh, he and I had a conversation after his last start that he probably, you know, he realized he was probably going to have to spend at least a little while in the bullpen. Uh, You know, while the Pirates don't need five starters, he realized that he was probably going to be the odd man out of that mix. So, it's a credit to him that he does seem so eager to do it. Uh, I know it's something that he's been interested in before. Uh, He was put in the bullpen just for a a really short stint because of, you know, the way the the all-star break shook out, and he asked Mark Melanson a lot of questions about, you know, how you handle, uh, you know, being a reliever because it was such an interesting dichotomy. Melanson has been a reliever since college. He hasn't started, uh, you know, since high school, whereas Jeff Locke is a guy who was, you know, brought up a starter and potentially looking at a relief role down the stretch. So I think Jeff is eager to learn. I think he's eager to help the team more than anything. So, uh, you know, that attitude typically plays better than a guy who would be reluctant and unhappy to be put, put down in the bullpen. Now, Adam, the Pirates have a rather interesting uh, conundrum coming up uh, on Friday as we're speaking here on a Wednesday afternoon. As of this discussion, they have yet to announce a starting pitcher for that game uh, in Milwaukee on Friday, the uh, start of a series. Uh, Tyler Glass now was on the DL. Uh, Chad Cool has some aches and pains in his tricep of his throwing arm, I believe. Now, somebody has to make that start. It could be you. It could be me if that's the case. Well, they're screwed. Let's hope that's that not the route they go. But... Who might that person be uh, on Friday? Is is Locke a candidate, or might they dip into the minors again? What do you think? Yeah, it feels like we have this conversation about once a week about the Pirates not announcing a starter until <laughs> uh, last possible minute. They did that uh, last week, uh, last weekend, actually, before Tyler Glasnow's home debut. Uh, it's kind of an interesting choice to wait until the last possible second. I guess they're evaluating all their options. I would say if they're promoting from the minor league, even Brault, the left-hander who made his debut, in St. Louis earlier this uh, month, it looks like a pretty likely candidate. Uh, he was scheduled to start today, which is Wednesday, for AAA Indianapolis. But conveniently, that uh, spot was taken by rehabbing right-hander Ryan Vogelsong. It's on a rehab assignment down in AAA. And then in Indy's rotation at this current moment, Brault is nowhere to be found. So he seems like the most likely candidate to make that start on Friday. Just given this time of year, there is no... You know, you can't necessarily rule out a trade, whether it's a minor trade or a, you know, a, somebody actually brought in, you know, a typical uh, trade deadline deal. But I would say, you know, Clint Hurdle said most likely from within that would really point to Stephen Brault at this point. Like you said, Glasnow's down on the DL. Cool is hurt, not able to start. Uh, Trevor Williams is not on the 40-man roster, and he would not have appropriate rest. It really all points uh, right towards Stephen Brault. 
And we'll see what the future holds in the next uh, 48 hours as that puts a boat tie on this one for a Wednesday afternoon. Our thanks, as always, to Pirates reporter and law-abiding citizen who the cops are not chasing, he assures us. Adam Barry, thanks for the great con- uh, great content. As always, we'll do it again at this time next week for sure. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.